0: This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrifactor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrifactor Framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifad coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifaddeco.com. Hello. Great big hello, everyone. I'm Shannon Dunn, a business coach and leadership coach for a long term in the world and your host here at She Leads, She Thrives. Now, I have another amazing guest for you today. I'm so excited to see what Victoria and I end up talking about. We're just having a quick chat to catch up. I just said to her as well, like I feel like this is like an extra level of selfish gifting to myself of getting to have conversations with incredible women that I know online and don't get to talk to like this very often. You know, In the DMs is great, right? But to actually have a Conversation like this is is the next level, um, that's so valuable. And then to share it with all of you. So Victoria and I met, I don't know, big, well, it was a few years ago now. Again, in the online space. She's in the US. She's in Florida, and here I am in the west coast of Australia, and we're in programs together with the same coach. And <clears throat> I don't know we just connected, right? We just kind of made sense to each other. We've got similar backgrounds, and we were both nurses way back when, and now in the business coaching space, but. And she's got so much to offer. So welcome, beautiful soul. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here with you. So let me share the bio. Let's get the official stuff done and then we can dive into a conversation. So Victoria Welsh is an intuitive business coach and conscious money mentor, helping women to connect to the soul of their business And the hearts of their audience to scale their business and income with a balance of conscious strategy and energetic mastery. She's an energy healer, the founder and facilitator of Fierce Feminine Retreats, which are in-person spiritual retreats, and the CEO of the Soul Rich Life brand, the brand for business, soul and money, freedom and liberation. And she's also a two times best-selling author and a mum and a devoted daughter and a granny, like you know, all the things, right? all of those things <laughs> yeah it's very very cool all right so I'm going to dive into a big one right I'd love to you to share more on money traumas and how they affect your income and as you you sort of said when you were sharing like this would be a cool thing to talk about both sales and career. So it doesn't kind of matter what it is whether you're in business or not but money trauma like let's let's go straight in as I said for a big topic
1: let's go straight in um
0: so there's
1: the the there's money traumas like financial traumas, and yeah. then there's traumas that affect your money. Okay. Yes. So mm. and, and I work with both. Yeah. Um financial traumas or money traumas can be anything from um bankruptcy, um, foreclosure, mm. um uh, a oh what's the, the the saying? It's having more month at the end, having more more month than money. Yeah. Like there's always more month than there is money, right? Not enough to go around. Yeah. Exactly. So these kind of financial, tra- there can also be financial traumas if the women are married and the man controlled the money yes. and then they have a divorce and they're left without money. Um, financial traumas or money traumas can also come from um, taking on our parents' money blueprint mm. and not knowing how to manage money and having a constant fear around money now this fear can be that the money's not going to come in that uh, this happens with women in business a lot when entrepreneurship that the money's not going to that the money is not going to be there um it could also be that i'm not a good money manager i don't believe i'm a good money manager and so i spend irrationally um there's a lot of different things that can go into money traumas now Traumas that affect your money have to do a lot, I find, with worth and value. Yes. Uh, Especially for entrepreneurs, charging their value, charging their innate worth, or fear that clients are going to leave and not resign, fear of missing.
0: So we keep the money, they keep the pricing low and, yeah, or down. Yeah.
1: Pricing low. Um, they use tactics of, um, conversations that are chasing for the client because they're afraid of losing the client. There are, I was just speaking with one of my own clients today. She said, should I just, should I just lower the price of my, um, my program so that I can get a whole bunch of people in it? And I was like, no. No, we don't. Like we energetically align with it so that you can charge what you believe, you know, what you want to receive. But the problem is most people charge what they believe they will receive.
0: Right. Isn't that such a reality? And I find it so interesting too that having the kind of pricing conversation, the money conversations with clients, because most of us in the online business space, whether it's coach, mentor, healer, you know, some other thing, as you said, an entrepreneur, but in particularly in the online space, a lot of us are in, I guess, industries, for want of a better word, that don't have a pricing guide. I kind of sometimes look at some industries where they have industry bodies guiding how to price. And I feel that that because, again, the market knows what to pay like or what the expectation is and those that are delivering those services or products know as well. Whereas we, you know, and you and I in the business coaching space, go from everything from tiny investment for like a one-on-one coaching session to multiple five or six figures for a one-on-one session. Like it's just blows my mind. So I'm not surprised people get confused or uncertain about how do I price this and all of those fears and the traumas related to all the different, like I guess that they all inter- could interrelate together as well, right? Yeah. People in a space of like, well, yeah, should I should I lower the price and then I'll get, I'll get more people? No, nah, not necessarily.
1: <laughs> it, doesn't work. it doesn't work. No. Um, and and a lot of the time, like when I say I'm an intuitive business, like Mm -hmm. energetics coach, because I really work deeply with people around the energy, the energy of money, their energy, leadership, energy, how you are coming into a space, how you're posting, how you're creating. And that all, one of the things I say all the time, if it's messing with your energy, it's messing with your money. Mm -hmm. So this means like, this means if you're, you're, if you're. I have a teenage son. If my son throws me off right before I'm going to go live and my energy is all discombobulated, it is going to affect the way that I sell. It is going to affect the way that people receive me. If you had a great day at the beach and you laid out and you rejuvenated yourself and then you went on to a sales call, that is going to affect that person's going to feel you being relaxed mm. in a receiving space. You are not chasing anything. You're just like, oh, if, yeah. it comes, it comes, if it comes, you know, in a trusting space. Okay. Energetically, if it's messing with your energy, it messes with your money. So, um, yeah, there is no pricing guide. However, energetically. Energetically, you can feel what you're comfortable with. Our bodies give us clues. Don't of- they? And
0: those clues, people are like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, it, um, "For me, the clues scream at me. Like, you yeah. know, they're not quiet." And when I find people kind of puzzled by that, I'm like, "Oh, okay, let's let something for us to work on." But you know that and again, I think people have just dis- the way the world is and being a three D human, disconnected from. Listening to the messages, the signs, the, the often very clear signposts of go this way, do this, take this action. They don't and also that I see the the whole notion of busyness, not business. Yeah, which you have no space to breathe, you have no space to create, you have no space to allow yourself to hear, to tune in, to pay attention, to take action in that kind of a way. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you can all
1: of this is oh I could talk about that forever because that's the energetics of it. Yes. And also when I <laughs> nurses, we know about muscle testing, the study of kinesiology,
0: you literally can muscle test your body right. to yes. with your prices. Yes. I know, which I do. So I will just say Victoria might not might not know this, but you and I have both Silent counseling practitioners, amongst many other things that we do, as well as our nursing thing. And that for me was such a great thing to go and study and to really understand how I could work with my clients on a different level to I had been previously around that energetic release and reset. That's kind of what I call that whole experience. But using the muscle testing aspect of that, going into and identifying where emotional things are stuck in your body, whatever it is, is just like, you know, so rich. In, in terms of the gift it can give you of letting go of all that stuff so you can trust yourself in a different way. Let's learn to trust your body in it, the signs it's giving you. Uh, so good. <laughs> yeah, so good. So good. I didn't know that you were silent counseling. I am not sure if you had. Only only like qualified, um, so here we are, they're talking with Victoria in it's like early February in twenty twenty three. That was literally only a few weeks ago that finally all came together. and did the study with Sam. Um so those of you that actually have listened to the podcast, I think is probably about episode seven or eight. Um, with Sam Evans, that to so Sam's kind of thing is that's who Victoria and I studied with. I, you know, silent counseling is one of the big things that she does, and yeah, so it was it was kind of October last year I did that training with her. I know you were kind of a lot earlier than that, but it a, a year ago. ago. We just oh, yeah. looked at vacation. It was a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so good.
1: It's such a good you're right? For the 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 reset. Mm. and and also to extract Mm. it's such a good extraction process of what we're holding on to in 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 our bodies yeah It's
0: it's all there right it is all there so if you're listening and you think what are these two talking about like go and explore it a little bit more reach out and talk to one of us and we can help you to understand even you know with something like a you know a silent counseling session um as i said for me i call that an energetic release and reset it's you know It just is such a phenomenal thing to experience. And I feel like if you're a doubter, even more powerful potentially because you'll get it finally (laughs) that that gives. So you focus a lot of your work on wealth embodiment. And I think in the time that I've known you these last few years, this has just got richer for you in terms of your commitment to this space, right? And your own, you know, a lot of the incredible women that I do know and that I'm going to or have on the podcast, do practice what they teach. And, but you definitely like, there's no, you know, when I look at the word embodiment and I think of you, Victoria, it's like, of course. Right. But some other people talk about embodiment you're like, "Mm, everything else, like what you're saying, what you're doing, what you're sharing doesn't kind of match up. Right. It's more like, you know, we're hearing it, but we're not seeing it and feeling it. And I think that's really where embodiment is that, that, you know, when you're like, you get what embodiment is, is when you it goes to those other dimensions. So Yeah, so the consciousness of wealth and its embodiment through mind, body, and soul. Tell us more about that, and why it's important. Like, you know, how do we do it? Why is it important? Yeah, so um, I just want to back it up just a little bit. Two years
1: ago, in February of 2020, I'm sorry, three years ago now. Wow, in February 2020, I had an experience where I had left nursing um, six months prior. I had taken out my 401k. I'm a single mom. I ran through my 401k in six months and had no money coming in. My business was only making about $1,500 to $2,000 a month. And I was in absolute fear
0: oh, all of surprised. Yeah. Cause your whole life, like security is just gone, right? Gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. Like
1: I didn't have parents that could help me out like that. I lived in a Completely different state, nothing. So a friend stepped up and said, you know, I want to pay two months of your rent because I believe so much in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And she did that. And it gave me a little bit of a reprieve. But I had it, you've been to Bali, you know, if if you know the story of Eat Pray Love, where Elizabeth Gilbert has her bathroom floor moment where she is just crying out to God, like Yeah. Anyone who will listen, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And she hears this voice like, go back to bed, Elizabeth, go back to bed. Well, it was February 20th, 20, 20, February 2020. And my son's 11th birthday party, he was planning this big, elaborate party. And as he was planning it, I was adding up the numbers in my head, I'm knowing that I only had $200 left in my bank account mm-hmm. and no money coming in. And. But I didn't want him to see the fear. But I'm sweating and I'm upset and I'm trying to deep breathe through it. And when he went to bed that night, I hit the kitchen floor just in absolute tears, crying, and said, "God, yeah, where, who,
0: who's out there?" Exactly. Whoever's listening, I don't mind who who it is, but help,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. And I was waiting to hear my like, "Come on, my Elizabeth." I was waiting to have my Elizabeth Gilbert moment and. What I heard was my own voice in my head to get up. No one's coming to save you. Get up now and go. Oh,
0: but what what an empowering thing to hear, though.
1: Right. Yes. So, and I grabbed every book I had about money mindset and wealth consciousness off my shelves, and I spent six days locked in my bedroom, locked in my bedroom, journaling, journaling the deep traumas of money that I had had, all the stuff around my parents, my grandparents. I went back generationally looking at the poverty consciousness that had come down the line. And it was three o'clock in the morning on the final day. And I just was reading a book and journaling and it just dropped in like it dropped in the knowingness The consciousness expanded. My awareness changed in that moment. And I just said, I get it now. I get it. I get get that I have created this situation up until this point. And if I created this, I can create something different. Yeah. Like if I've created this, I get to create something different. And so I went on a journey of learning so much more because I wasn't ready to teach it yet. And I spent about a year really studying every great speaker of wealth consciousness like Neville Goddard and um, a, a lot of the old heads, like
0: 1920s where they were speaking think, on stage. And- I think that gets missed so much, but that old school kind of basics around money is that it's been taught for decades. Like what? If it's good not-
1: good is. Is. Lawrence Scoville-Shin, she's another one like uh, – These old heads, they had the greatest consciousness when it came to prosperity. Um, um, Who's the other one? Um, Think and Grow Rich. yeah. Yeah. All of the, I just studied and I read and I just, I was like, okay, this is what we have to do. We have to decondition the human, change the way we're thinking, do take action differently. but. What I had come to understand in my own process from teaching it was that it wasn't a singular process, that it wasn't a linear process, that there was money traumas and then there were traumas that were affecting the money, like that there were all of these and that people had anchored in or my clients had anchored into these beliefs from childhood Mm. that Money was not for them. It was for, or or being wealthy was not for yeah, them.
0: And it does play out through your entire life. Yes. yeah. No matter what you, where you're at age-wise, it's just, it's that stuff from that childhood or it's reinforced. I was just talking to a client yesterday around something similar of it. And it was around that whole, you know, I, the way I like to describe it is that when those belief systems are set up, it's like we create an internal debt on the inside within us. Right. So therefore like the things we look for, the things we do, the things we pay attention to just reinforces that debt in a way that just says, yeah, see, like I, I believe that I'm not meant for money. And then something happens to go see, it's like the evidence that we're evidence stacking. We're collecting pieces of of evidence and proof to to make that debt the reality. No, it's not at all. We can remove right. that debt, like we can remove other debt.
1: Yes. It's like that negative feedback loop, just as we have a negative feedback loop, we can then, uh, I call it excavation. I do like mind excavations. We do this little mind excavation and then we create a positive feedback loop and then look for evidence there and reinforce it. And what you are reinforcing, you are creating in your reality. So we start with the mind. When I work with my clients around money, we start with the mind we then go into the body meaning the embodiment of it if i'm not if i'm not doing mm-hmm. silent counseling silent counseling has morphed into something more for me cuz i got a whole bunch of certifications nice. and i created yeah. my own uh, methodology now and so if we're not doing these release sessions to release this energy from the body release these traumas from the body so that we can um be the embodiment of our most abundant richest self, right? Mm-hmm. And then the soul, the soul part of money or prosperity is that our souls came here without that inner dialogue.
0: Nice. Our it's, soul that's the the lived experience of being a human, right? That that adds all of that narrative and we are reinforced in the way that we live, no matter where you grew up in the world, that it, it, it's like the oh, I'm just trying to think the right words. It's kind of like uh, where do I start with this here? But it is a narrative, and it's just reinforced because we see it being. We're told that this is how things are. Like in media, for example, right? Yeah. Being told how devastating the world is for various reasons, particularly around financial things. Like the media loves to reinforce that, and then we overhear conversations. Of others talking about their stuff. We, you know, even with us with clients, we have our clients come and tell us about their reality and their situation. My former husband worked in accounts, but he worked in accounts receivable. So his narrative was that every single person was in increasing debt and didn't know how to manage it. And I, you know, bring that home. Like that's not our reality. That's what you live in your paid employment world that's not our reality but it's reinforced in the world in so many different ways so yeah Yeah. and when you create a narrative
1: and you buy into a narrative again you just keep reinforcing because we have that part of our brain the reticular activating system always looking and
0: seeking and searching to reinforce that belief Everywhere it goes. It's so, it's the evidence seeker who's looking for evidence and proof so it can say, see, I'm right. Like that's the kind of energy I think about with the, you know, the, the Raz It's like, yeah, see, I told you, <laughs> you're trying to do the other stuff, but it let me find you something just to show you that you're not really getting it. Yeah, Told yourself. Told yourself. <laughs> and so, and then the soul
1: part is like, I always say my story of my, my kitchen floor story is a rags to remember. It's not a rags to riches. Oh, I have a rags to story and my remembrance was my divine identity. My soul, my essence is already rich, is already abundant. So the soul part of it is I always take people back to their essence, their soul, the soul rich mm-hmm. life and living a soul rich life because your soul is already, you came here as abundance. Yes. You already are that. And and when we can lean into that and truly trust into that, like when we surrender, we're actually surrendering to that part of us, that part of us that's like yeah, that.
0: yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So this leads me to talk more about solar aligned entrepreneurship, which is something that you teach, you share, you you as I said, you've embodied it. You are a living, walking, kind of breathing poster girl for yeah, soul aligned entrepreneurship. So, you know, to, to extend on this kind of talking about soul to bring it into business, what do you mean? And I, I think you also have said, or I've shared, I've seen you share that our business has a soul. So we're looking at our own soul, but also our business. So again, tell us more about that. business and The business of your soul. Yes. yes. So. When I say soul
1: aligned business, What I, what I mean is look for soul aligned entrepreneurship, we are leading from soul and not through ego. We are leading through soul from soul in that aspect of, I trust first and foremost, that my soul came here with a purpose. I trust that not only do I have a purpose, that I have a mission to take my message to others, because my soul came here to deliver the message, so that other people wake up to their own message, mm-hmm. so that other people, their souls, come online, and they're like, "Ah, I'm not meant to be sitting at this nine to five, that's right? <laughs> what I'm doing. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. My soul it's is like waking up, isn't it? It's going. Oh, wait a second. This is not like you know. You find yourself in those moments, like, what? How did I get here? This is just this is not for me? Yeah. You know,
1: my best friend and I talk about this all the time. We talk about women who wake up in their 40s and are like, How did I get here? How did I get this life? Late 30s, early 40s. How did I get this life? And it's not a midlife crisis. It's your <laughs> soul yearning to come online. It's not a midlife crisis. It's literally your soul going, I've been knocking at the door for years and years and years and
0: you're listening listening. I for me I think my if I reflect back going into my business was my soul like awakening for sure but that for me was in my early 30s so Mm. I know and I kind of got at the time that it was ahead of time on a timeline if you had to look at that of other people and I I, yeah. Two things. Like I felt incredible gratitude that I backed myself and, you know, with courage and boldness went, no, this, this kind of lifestyle of being in corporate and doing the work. I loved it. I was good at it, but it didn't fulfill me. No, that there was more for me. And to just to, to again, back yourself, trust yourself and take the the leap, if that's what you want to call it. And then sitting in gratitude of, of having done that while I'm watching everybody else come to those awakening moments at different stages. And like you and I know, we're very similar in age. um, So over the last kind of couple of decades, there's, again, you, you see people, and I still see some people now, you know, in their forties and fifties who have not yet reached that. And I'm like, I kind of feel like this anticipation of excitement for them for when it will happen. And they go, yeah, yeah. No, this is what I've been doing. This is not, no, let's, what else is there? Yeah? yeah. It can be scary yeah. for people, but I think it's such an incredible opportunity because we only have the one life and we never know how long it's going to be. Why keep doing shit that just doesn't make sense and makes you feel terrible. Yes. Yeah. And,
1: and so it's like, you know it, you know it because you'll be like, this is draining my life or this is soul sucking or this person is a soul sucker. Like you, we say the things, But that fear of taking that leap has people so bound and imprisoned. Isn't it? And so, yeah, a lot of soul aligned business work is trusting that your soul already knows what it came here to do. Trusting. I always say, look, I command the universe. Listen, my soul chose this journey.
0: So you're going to rise up and meet every need that I have. Okay. Totally, I love it. You know, yeah. Again, you know, what we've already talked about about money and wealth. It makes sense too that people can get stuck in that, you know, in that arrested state that's fear-driven, scarcity-driven, because we live in a world, whether we like to admit it or not, where we need money. Like, you know, it's it's the way we exchange, you know, things, goods and services. Money is part of that. So when there's that, but I don't know where the money's coming from and I want to trust, but I've still got bills to pay, kids to feed, like myself to to do different things for. I have obligations that require money. It's it, kind of easy, isn't it, to see how people get so stuck and go, okay, hey, stay at that nine-to-five job that's sucking their soul or even stay in a business that's not right for them. Yeah? Yes. Yes.
1: Easy. And okay, so I, I, I'm going to tell you the two sides of this coin. Because I was the one who I stormed the island and burned the ships. I said there is no plan B. I will make this work. But some people's nervous systems can't handle that. Yeah, that's it. Like, like I, I know that what I did is, is, is. It's the exception, you know. I, but but I just had so much faith in making it work. No, I kept saying, no matter what, no matter what, if I have to drive Uber. If I have to, whatever I have to do. So the flip side of that coin is to create some level of stability mm. first before diving in. And if that means I set up passive income some
0: way, there's so many ways to make yeah. money there. Yeah. are. I I love that, you know, I've got a couple of friends who have the same, they don't know each other, but they have the same ethos around that. And they both say things like, you know, one of them said that her accountant said this to her years ago, and it really stuck that it doesn't matter where the money comes from. Get the money, right? Get the money. And it might not come from the places and, and sources that you want it to come from, but make sure the money's coming in. And then you have the ability once you've got that security from that financial perspective of covering the outgoings, hopefully creating some savings, whatever the, that is important to you, then you can branch out into the things that you know you want to do. And the, the other friend says something similar. But it's like, yes. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, you know, i you've done other things. I've had part-time jobs, that, you know, very early in my business. I do random contracting that people wouldn't even know about now because I've got the skill set. And it's nice to top up the income in different ways, irrelevant of what my business is doing. I Multiple like money from lots of sources.
1: But my I'm, my son is he's about to be fourteen. I'm getting ready to set him up with a drop shipping business because yes. he's homeschooled, so he can do yes. stuff from Great. more coming into the house like and that's something that I we can do as a family together like multiple streams of income but setting yourself up in a way that I have I have a client who just um, got a lot of money in her in a divorce settlement Mm -hmm. and talked about investments so that she would be able to receive the interest that was coming in from those different investments so that she would have some stability and not have to run out and get a job but also not touch the big amount that she yeah, wants to as that
0: again that, that security that's there and you yeah but use that if you get that kind of opportunity use it wisely and this is where i there's such an an opportunity for people to reach out for help whatever that is you know there are so many financially savvy and you know, financially wise individuals out there. there. There's no kind of, I don't know what to do or I don't know where to go. You know, you yeah. ask people that you trust and someone will have the name of someone that can yeah. really help yeah. you to know, yeah, know what to do with whatever your situation is, whether it's an abundant situation or one that's not yet abundant and you want to change it. Yeah, yeah, so much.
1: Create that abundance because when we are leaving the thing that feels, um, our st- when we're leaving the thing that feels like our stability, mm. it is imperative that we set up some sort of stability, meaning um, whether it's trust, whether it's surrender, whether it's uh, a friendship, like that we have some sort of stability starting out in our business. A foundation, that's the word I'm looking for, a foundation starting out where, where it feels like stability meaning like not just financial stability it feels like i have something stable something that's there for me something i can consistently go to some people go to their yoga studio some people have a guru some people have a friend but some place that you can land some place your heart can land that you can land that feels like stability even if it's not that level of financial stability that you had at the job, someplace you can land that feels safe, feel supportive, feel stable so that you get fed into your soul, what you need fed into and the reminders that you can grow, that you can do this, that you can create it, that you can, you're capable of creating anything, but have a place that's stable for you to land.
0: So, so important. And I love that there are so many people that a sharing around this now and that we have an opportunity to better understand what security truly means not just in our financial perspective but in a, a body perspective and a mind perspective and emotional perspective so so valuable so in talking about soul is that that opportunity to I want to hear more from you like how do we connect to the soul of our business like you know what even is that yeah
1: so connecting with your your soul first of all soul alignment network and then what is the big mission, something that's greater than you, something that is going, I mean, a lot of people say, what is your why? You know, you can do, what is your why? I always look at what is the mission that is greater than me, that my soul actually came here to do? What is the, the, so mine is helping people heal from financial traumas or money traumas or that, Wealth embodiment is what happens after we do this work, yeah. right? So yeah. the embodiment of wealth is the end result. Yeah. Being able to attract money, feeling safe with money, feeling safe to raise your prices, feeling um, solid in, in your innate worth and your value. Yeah. That's so beautiful. But what gets me out of bed, what is the soul of my business is that I remember what it felt like to wake up with so much fear around money, Yeah, to not knowing where it was coming from. And even when I still didn't know where it was coming from, when I healed that fear and that anxiety, that was my stability. That was my, I didn't need to know where it was coming from. So connecting with my soul of my business, you for you to connect with your soul your business, it's your big why. Your big why, what gets you out of bed every single day? What is it that you're changing on this planet? Who are you affecting and how are you affecting them?
0: Let's see, I love that. I love it. And you immediately think of mine, I'm very clear on it. It is to activate and amplify thriving, particularly yes. for women, because- I feel that no no disrespect to any males out there who may be listening to us, but women have such a different role as a connector in the world than men do. So that when a woman knows what it means to thrive on her terms, because every one of us is going to have our own unique definition and understanding of thriving depends on so many things like where we live in the world, our cultural background, our, our financial means, our education. Our, there's so many influences, so know what it means for you. But when you can do that and you can activate thriving within you and amplify that, so you it, it creates this ripple effect out that can't help but impact positively others around you who are like, you know, it can, might take their the whole inspiration and go, oh my God, look what she's doing. Maybe I could do that. Like often we don't even know this is happening, but that that's my big why, yeah? And, yeah. and there's some other things around that, you know, how that could happen and more the how, but- You know, that's what gets me up every day that someone
1: your business, it's the soul of your business. It is your purpose work. And then you show up on a mission to help other women do that same. There you go. There's the soul of your business,
0: right? I didn't doubt that I would know what that was because I've done a lot of real it over the years, all these years. All right, so I'm go- in a moment I'm going to ask you some questions I ask you every one of the guests to kind of bring us back into the leadership and thriving aspect of She Leads, She Thrives. But I've got one more question I want to ask you, and I've been asking all of our guests to share what their superpower is. You know? And I lo- I'm loving seeing all of the answers that are coming through. And some of you, I'm like, I want to know more about this. So, Victoria, you said that, you know, your one of yours was energy mastery yeah and specifically helping others to embody the version of themselves they desire to be you know tell us more about this superpower and how it supported you because I think more in the the line that I see you as such a role model in your community like you've built a beautiful community around you in your business and we see other people say they've done that but yours really is embodied from my experience of you right um it's not talk it's actually real it's tangible you can feel the connection of the people in your community and I'm not just talking about a Facebook community I'm talking even more broadly so this whole energy mastery and helping others to embody their version of themselves you know that they desire to be you know how is this building and connecting others so I just
1: have this, I, that, when you asked what my superpower was, my, I, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, well, I just always did that kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I literally went to work with a coach cause I was like, I need to be able to, and she was like, you're already doing it.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I've always done that. She's like, well, there you go. Then you're genius at it. You know, let's amplify it. Let's, let's get better at it. So I just have always, I've always been able to read energy so I can read the energy. I read the energy of the room. I read the energy of people and I am a social chameleon. So when I read the energy of the room, I am able to, um, I'm able to shift my energy to help other people in their own energies to uplift the energy of the space. Like I'm a bit of a connector also, like I love networking and connecting, but Um I it that I can read the energy when I read someone's content. I can read energy in a book. I can it's like
0: I don't know I was
1: I know you're right. (laughs) It really helps in my communities because when we do come together for a call or when we are on a call, I am really able to see where people might need an extra little bit of love or need a boost or need, I can see their blind spots very
0: easily by reading the energy. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very cool. And you know, we all have a superpower of some kind, um, but often we don't pause again to consider what it is. And like you just said earlier, it's a thing we've usually done our whole lives. We don't even realize how valuable it is to others who so appreciate when we actually take it on board, embody it. And share it. It's such a yeah. gift. I love it. I love it. So, awesome. my beautiful friend, what role does leadership play in your life and business? Ah, well, <laughs> where do you start? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, where do I start? Um, I jumped into leadership very early in life mm-hmm. because I went into the military very early when I was just a kid and um I kind of took on leadership roles very early on but here's what I will say about leadership in business I always saw myself as a leader
0: mm.
1: but didn't realize that I had not fully stepped into it until I had a business oh. of my own yes there's
0: a big
1: difference between people that desire to have a business because a lot of us desire and I desired for a long time and that's what I did I stepped into it like I want to have my own business and people who are willing to show up every single day and have the hard conversations Mm. and do the hard things and make the tough decisions like that's where leadership comes in when are still willing to show up on the days that you don't feel like showing up because right. you said yeah. you were going to.
0: Makes me think because, that it's that what you said much earlier, Victoria, is around that no matter what, like you show up no matter what. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that that was a big thing that I, that I understood differently just a year ago because prior to that, my business was it was doing well but it was built on a lot of quicksand yeah. and it was built on me showing up when I wanted to and even though I showed up a lot it was still based on when I wanted to it wasn't a um it wasn't a a, a guarantee
0: mm. Mm. of
1: you know the things I'm doing now it's a it's a guarantee if I give my word yeah. I will be there I'm like
0: there. I'm there. That's awesome. awesome so the next question I have for you, how do you know when you're thriving?
1: Mm. I know when I'm thriving, when I don't need anything outside of me to create my joy. Oh. Oh, I,
0: I, that. I felt it, that.
1: <laughs> it comes from within. Um, I can feel it well up in me when I go to take the dogs for a walk when I sip my coffee in the morning, like embody thriving.
0: Yes, right. <laughs> That's beach. it. No, yeah. but, you know, I think it's the whole journey to thriving, if you want to use that kind of phrase, for me, has been one of curiosity, of mm. that what is, what would it be like or feel like or look like or who would I be? Who could I become if I'm thriving? But what even is thriving in the first place? Mm. Yeah. And it's, I think, a lot simpler than a lot of people kind of get themselves caught up in thinking it needs to be this elaborate, complex definition. And it doesn't have to be. And it also doesn't have to be similar to anybody else's, This is it? It's unique to each of us. Yeah. I used to, long ago, think that
1: thriving was when I was fully successful. Yeah. What is is.
0: that? What is that anyway, though?
1: Right. (laughs) Because you're constantly chasing a new level of success.
0: yeah. Yeah. I'd be thriving if that's what it means. Constantly evolving, <laughs> learning, expanding, reflecting, growing, feeling like we might be going backwards at times. It's just a part of you know, this living this life and choosing or not choosing um to do what we're doing. So, all right, we've got a couple of questions left. The important one now, but how can people connect with you? Like, where do we find you online? I'm online.
1: Wow, um complimentary facebook group called the soul rich society i drop something in there every single day i'm always dropping like little soul rich life hacks in there
0: i love them (laughs) they're so cool yeah yeah so you can find Uh
1: and on facebook and on instagram
0: So we will make sure as we do for every one of our guests that all of those links are in the show notes, Um, but you will find Victoria easily. And I say this also often, if for some reason you can't find one of our guests, you want to connect with them, just reach out to Team Thrive Factor and we will make sure we connect you with them, but always in the show notes. So that's very easy. And, you know, I am in Victoria's, you know, complimentary community on Facebook. It's lots of fun. A lot of it is busy while I'm asleep because we're in such different time zones, but doesn't matter. It's still a place I love to spend time and, you know, to, to read your soul life hacks and yeah. you know, see what coming up there. So based on all we've, all we've talked about today, which again, you know, beautiful, rich conversation as I was sure it was going to be. What's one final piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the, you know, ambitious impact driven individuals that are tuning in today? All right.
1: Let me tune in and see what needs to come through. You matter. Your work matters.
0: Mm. What
1: you say matters. What you are meant to do in the world matters. Just keep moving, keep, keep moving forward to what your soul is pulling you to do to what your soul is calling you to do. And you can't get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There we go. If you hadn't used the word soul, I think I would have been like, what's wait a second? <laughs> so I'm so glad that, that that your soul brought that message through, that wisdom through. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me. I knew it would be lots of fun talking to you uh, and uh, being able to co-create this beautiful conversation that we can share with the world is yeah, always such a blessing for me. So thank you, darling woman, for doing that. And to listeners, thank you for tuning in and listening to what Victoria and I had to say today. Whether you are someone you know, that follows the podcast, or you're part of my community, or Victoria's, or you're new to both of us, we are delighted that you took the time to listen to what we had to share today. And if you feel, you know, something stirring your soul, listen to that. Hopefully that's a big takeaway for everybody. Listen to it, do something with it, take an action. It doesn't have to be a multitude of actions, just take an action that is really aligned with your soul. And you never know where you may end up, right? Never know. (laughs) So, so cool. Never know in the best possible way. So, thank you, everybody. Uh, Go Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. If you again, if you've loved this episode, share it. Go and find that friend that you could gift this conversation to. And that could even be one of your actions listening to your soul and tuning in and going, who do I know who would really, really value listening to what was shared today? Whatever feels fabulous to you, do that. <laughs> and remember always that you were born to thrive. I That is one of my beliefs that underpins every single thing that I teach and that I stand for. And again, know that thriving is different for all of us, as I shared earlier. So have a fabulous day wherever you are in the world and take care. Thanks for tuning into today's episode you are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.